Welcome jurors to Dueling Advocates, where everybody gets an advocate. In today's case, we will evaluate the uselessness of code enforcement. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with code enforcement. I think it's, it's a pretty necessary service. Yeah, necessary to steal money from the citizens. I mean, forget about the money part, man. I mean, ultimately, sure, if you're, if you're a homeowner, you're going to be paying money anyways. But the thing that I always dislike is going into a neighborhood, spending all of this money, buying my house, and then I, I consider it an investment. Two years pass, I want to get out and sell my house, but my neighbor decided to not care about his. The grass is high the there's a broken down car leaking oil and everything there the pretty much his house is decaying and he is refusing to take care of it and now my value the value of my house has to suffer because he doesn't want to take care of his house and i'm not okay with that so yeah i'm all for it yeah that's part of the problem so there's been this brainwashing so that people think that their home is an investment it's not an investment when you buy a home you're buying a home a place for you to live in and be left alone to your own devices and enjoy your own property. You're, you're not investing in the home. If you're investing in the home, then you're doing it wrong. If you're looking for an investment, go ahead and do your research, look at the, the balance sheet of an actual company that is doing good and invest your money or buy commercial real estate because if you're buying residential real estate for yourself to live in, that's not an investment. And you interfering with your neighbor's use of their own private property just for your own benefit is infringing on their rights to private property. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I can buy a house in a residential neighborhood with the intention of renting it out. And I want the neighborhood to look as good when I'm renting it out and when I'm selling it as when I got in there. And everybody should do their part. You know what? Mow your lawn. Nobody wants to be beside the house that you pretty much think of as a haunted house because the lights are always off, the windows are boarded up, the grass is growing all over the place. No, some people are just disgusting. So if there's a board over there that is forcing them to keep their house looking presentable, I'm okay with it. So half of what you said is right, which is, sure, if you want to buy something and have the intent of using it in a commercial sense, you're, you're free to do so. I'm not saying that you can't buy a residential property as an investment. I'm just saying you're making a mistake. And then when you buy it, if you want to run it that way, you can. But now you're infringing on other people's rights if you're going to go ahead and tell other people what they're going to do with their property. If you don't like that their house is boarded up or tall grass or whatever, then why did you buy that property? And if it happens after you bought the property, well then, if it means that much to you, why don't you just knock on their door and say, hey, would you mind if I, when I have my guy come over to mow my lawn, I have him mow yours for free? You know, you're a big conglomerate corporation now, apparently buying residential properties and renting them out for, for you know, extraordinary amounts of money. So why don't you just go ahead and for the extra 20 bucks, mow the other neighbor's lawn for them? Why doesn't he mow his own lawn? Why do you have to infringe upon his rights by imposing yourself upon him? Well, you know what? He can choose to move to somewhere where there isn't code enforcement. How about he do that? You know, it, it's just like an HOA, in my opinion, completely fine for it to happen. It just simply means I want the community to stay up to a standard because you know what? Maybe it's not even me. Maybe I'm okay with him making it run down because it devalues the rest of the community 
And I actually get to invest in more properties that used to cost 500000 but because of this one scumbag, they're now valued 300000 because no one well, wants to live there. that's a better way to look at it because at least you're not imposing yourself on someone else's private property rights. But forcing them to do it by picking up the phone and anonymously, like a, like a little coward, complaining to code enforcement that... Oh, their grass is over eight inches. That their their paint is starting to peel. You know, why don't you just be an adult? And I, I didn't say man because most of the people who are calling and complaining are Karens. So why don't you just be an adult? Walk over and instead of telling the person to do something, you speak to them nicely as an adult to an adult, and you say, "Hey, sorry to bother you. I'm talking to you right now just because I, I have this situation with my house. I would like to rent it out for more than is currently uh, available due to the, the condition of your house because a lot of these renters are picky about their neighbor's properties, which I don't understand, you know, as long as their property's nice, who cares? But okay, so can you, you know, please, if, if I were to give you the money to, to mow your lawn or something, would you be okay with having the lawn mowed? Or are you trying to like, you know, farm something there or tell me the situation so we can work together? No, I'm not trying to give anybody money. He bought the house. Why can't he be a responsible adult he is and take responsible. care of the house? He is. He takes care of it. your lawn. You know what? Paint your house. Don't allow it to peel. What is wrong with people? Wait, why do what you... What is wrong with people? Well, you tell me. Why are you so concerned with the inch height of someone else's yard? Because it affects the value of the entire neighborhood. How does it affect the value? If people come in and they don't want to buy your house because your neighbor's house makes the neighborhood look like a pigsty... So in order to sell your house, because maybe you're moving to a new state for a job, maybe you decided to pick yourself up by the bootstrap and move somewhere else seeking greener pastures. You're trying to get your investment. You're trying to get some money back so you can go. And because of this one scumbag refusing to cut his lawn and make his house look presentable, people are like, ah, you know... Not sure I wanna well, move in here because th this is this is what's wrong. This is what's wrong yeah. with what you're saying, right? You're saying that you might not be able to get your money out of the house when you move out because of what someone else is doing with their private property. Yes. Okay, that's wrong because number one, if you had been a responsible person and purchased the property at an amount that you can afford and you didn't get one of those inflated mortgages just sure. because a mortgage broker told you, oh sure, you could just pay the interest and you can go ahead and borrow $2 million. Sure. So if you did your due diligence, uh -huh. you bought a house you could afford yep. at a fair price, absolutely, not an inflated price, absolutely. then yes, no matter what your neighbor does, you can still sell your house for more than what you paid for. But you could get even more if he would just cut the line. Well, he Remember, you can always get more if you're the, the, the tyrant who's going around forcing people to do stuff. You know what? And that's what I'm saying. As far as it considered, we just made the government a tyrant and they're keeping everybody in line. And I am getting the biggest bang for my buck because of it. And hey, you know what? I'm okay with that. That's fine if you're okay with it. But that's the beauty of private property. Whatever you're okay with sticks to your private property. Not according to code enforcement. Well, that's the problem with code enforcement and, and part of why they're useless. So if, I think they're completely useful. If you enjoy owning private property and as an adult not being told what to do by other whiny little babies who can't just mind their own business, then you don't want or need code enforcement. You know what? There was a time when we didn't need code enforcement where everybody would go outside, hey, neighbor, 
as they're cutting their lawn with their American-made lawnmower, and everyone was having a good old time waving at the neighbor, and you had all the dads outside cutting the lawn, and it was a beautiful time, and we talked to each other at the fence, and everybody was happy. Good time, I'd invite you over, hey, I don't want to come over for a barbecue, and it was fantastic. But now, you have these men that aren't men anymore, that don't even know how to cut their lawn, and because of that, it's getting up to 10, 12, 30, 60 inches, they won't even paint it, and... They won't even come out and say hello to their neighbor. You wouldn't even know they live there. You knock on the door, they won't even answer. And then you have the super paranoid one because you have a hundred different personality disorders now that thinks the world's out to get them so you can't even knock too loud or they may open the door up with a gun to your face and, hey, what do you want? Why are you knocking on my door? So now you have to deal with these problem items as well in society. So yes, I agree. Since, since men... And women have decided to remain children, then there needs to be a parent that keeps them in line until they're ready to grow up again. Okay, so aside from the last couple sentences there, I like everything you just said. I like that original picture that you painted of how America used to be, you know, manly men, mowing lawns, everything is, is the way it's supposed to be, everybody's friendly, barbecues, beers, okay, fine. And I also agree with your description of how modern society is right now with, with all of these weirdo antisocial people and, and hiding in their houses and, and all that stuff. That's fine. But it still doesn't mean that you have an excuse now to infringe on other people's rights. So if they want to let their grass grow, if they want to see what new species of snakes exist, if, if they want to let their paint peel, which really has no effect, at least in our area where we live in, on, on the house. It's, it's just uh, cosmetic in nature. If they, if they want their house to look a little spotted or marbled or, or anything like that, then they, they are free to enjoy it. If you want your house to look cookie, uh, cookie cutter and perfect and prim and proper and something straight out of a HGTV magazine, you're free to do that as well. But... You know, if your house doesn't match theirs, you want them coming over to your house and saying like, hey, no, I, I don't like that you painted your house pink. You should paint it uh, royal blue. Or is that? No, you don't want other people telling you what to do with what you paid for. Actually, I was with you. I'm glad we were able to get some common ground together for some part of it. But I disagree. Something that also drives me crazy is when every house in the neighborhood, let's say it's peach. Every house is peach. It's the basic peach color. The entire neighborhood looks beautiful, uniform. It's like you're watching military men just marching together in sync. It's perfect. It's beautiful. And then this one guy comes and goes, you know, I'm going to make my house neon green today because of whatever reason. Definitely a mental illness, but he wants a neon green house outside. And then, oh, yeah, personal property. It's my right. Castle law. That's, whatever. That's what so is. now I'm going to paint my house green. Now the whole community looks like a whole joke because you're driving through a beautiful community and then you see that one neon green ugly house. You're like, but oh, that's, my God. That's, your, that's just your personal opinion that the green one is the ugly one. Yes. What if, what if everyone no else, uniform. What if everyone else is driving through and saying, like, man, this entire place looks like vomit. Ooh, look at that beautiful emerald house that's there. And, and plus, what do you have against diversity? Why are you so against 
having something that's a little different than everybody else. You know what? As far as the community is concerned, I don't care. No diversity. We want uniform houses. It doesn't matter. I don't care the complexion of the person living in the house, but the house needs to look the same. It's beautiful when they are when you walk into a community and everything looks beautiful. It's color coded. Well, now the, the lawns are mowed. It's it's beautiful. And I, I love it. I and then there's also, remember, there's also something to be said about lawns as well. Because according to even the government, having a lawn is not a good thing. It's bad for the environment. It's bad for uh, conserving resources. It's, it's bad for the aquifer because of all the chemicals that you put in the lawn that filter down into the aquifer. So if they want to make, you know, stones and everything instead of grass, I mean, sure, if you want to design... Well, the stones, the, stones are, the stones are also bad because the stones are not naturally sourced. And even if they are naturally sourced, you're taking away these big, beautiful sheets of marble and grinding them up into these little pieces of gravel. Look, the monoculture of the, the yard is bad. It, in order, it, it's not natural, which is why you have to fight so hard with chemicals in order to keep it growing. The, the, the heterogeneous lawn that occurs when you're not using the chemicals, you're not mowing the lawn all the time, you have a natural, hardy, water-efficient lawn that just because it's a few inches taller than, than the artificial one, it doesn't mean that it's, it's worse. It means that it's 10 times better and more interesting and better for the biodiversity of the environment that you have there. You know what I think? I think code enforcement doesn't go far enough. I think that should become their own HOA in a sense. I think they should cut the lawn for you and then charge you if you don't if you don't cut it. They should go there and paint wait, 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 wait. your house. Wait, wait, let's, let's stop for a second because you're saying they should, they should, they should. They already do this, which is the transition that I'm going to use now into my next point. So despite you attempting to impose your will on, on these poor people who are just trying to enjoy their own private property, code enforcement goes beyond that as well. So... When, when you say they, they should mow your lawn and they should do this and then impose a fee, they already do that. So what they do is they come around, they give you a little nasty gram on your door, they tape it to your door, big yellow piece of paper to make sure all your neighbors know that you have run afoul of code enforcement. Yes, you're in violation. Absolutely, yes. I like that. And then they them up to the front of the classroom and punish them in front of everybody. Sure. Yeah. And then they, they put the, the emblem of the police department on the citation as well, even though code enforcement technically is not part of the police department. And you know what? We're not trying to get a police involved. So well, well, hold on, right? Yeah. So, so I brought this issue up once with my local government, and I, I asked them, I said... Why are they using the police emblem? Has something changed? Is it no longer uh, warning, citation, uh, fine, lien, foreclosure, and then eviction? Is, is it now, you know, uh, warning, citation, and then, then the police come and raid your house at 3 in the morning? And then they told me, oh, no, no, it's not like that. No, no, I was against it. You know, it's, it's, it's just, you know, they, they just wanted to merge. I'm like, it's clearly there for intimidation. You're not fooling anybody. So it's, it's clear that this is how code enforcement operates. It's tyrannical, and, and they impose themselves. It's not tyrannical. It's just such a shame that they have to pretty much resort to putting resort. the police symbol on there to get people to actually fall in line and do something that they should be doing it's because they don't automatically know. anyway. It's because they don't just know. Just cut your lawn, paint your house, keep your roof in good condition, 
just take care of the property that you were able to purchase in this great nation. But remember, just because you're able to purchase something this year doesn't mean you can afford the same upkeep. But look, that's a separate issue. Now, back to this one. The fact that you're saying like, yeah, they, 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 they're doing this because people can't be trusted to do this. Look, code enforcement has another way that they can go about doing their job, but they don't. And I'll get into that later because they don't know how to do their job. I know how to do their job better than they can do their job. Sounds but, like we should have you join code enforcement. But for, for what we're talking about right now, I went to, to tell you about this, right? So they, they put the nasty gram on your door, mm -hmm. and then they tell you, you have five days to comply. And you're like, okay. And then, then they, at the bottom they say, if, however, this work would cost $1,000 or more, then you also have to get a permit from us. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. So let me get this straight. You're commanding me to do something, but then you're also saying that I'm going to need your permission to do what you just commanded me to do. And of course, their permission doesn't come free. They charge you two, four, six hundred, twelve hundred, two thousand dollars or more to get their permission to do something. So that's okay. that's only part of it. And then uh, when you when if you refuse to to let's say in this case it's mowing the lawn like what you were saying that they should come and do it for you. If you don't do it within those five days, they do come and mow your lawn. Probably not within the next day or so because they're even slower than the homeowner. But, you know, in, in six months or so, they'll eventually get around to hiring a company to come to your property and mow the lawn for you. And you're like, oh, well, that sounds great. I'll just give them the, the $40 that it cost them to call the company or whatever. No, because then they charge you a $200 administrative fee for having made one little phone call for you. Now, I don't know about you, but $200 doesn't sound administrative to me. It sounds more punitive. No, no, no. No, no, no. It doesn't... It, you mean, yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't, yeah. No, you don't get to decide that. If you had cut the line yourself, if you had cut the line yourself, then they wouldn't have to charge that administrative fee. If you were responsible... Punitive fee. If you were responsible and did the job yourself, they wouldn't have had to get involved. Well, so it, it's like a lawyer. A lawyer shouldn't have to charge 200 an hour or shouldn't have to charge 400 an hour. And when you sit down, you only speak to him for one hour. He provides zero value. But at the end of the day, you get that bill because like it or not, he sets the fee. So they set their administrative fee. If you don't want to pay the 200, then cut your line. Well, remember, so they were being responsible private property owners by doing whatever they wanted with their lawn. And then them hiding that it's a punitive fee under the word administrative doesn't make it any better. There's still tyrants going around imposing their, their will on people. And what's even better than that is that the people that they hire for the code enforcement officers, the supervisors, the manager, these people probably don't even own homes. You know, they're like minimum wage workers. They, they come to your house. They don't know anything about what it takes to repair something, paint something, upgrade something. And, and they're there telling you what to do with your property. My favorite was when they came to my house, and I happened to be there, so I was able to talk to this person, and they're telling me, hey, you need to replace your driveway. So mind you, you probably won't know what I'm talking about, but for the jurors who own homes and, and know about this sort of thing, I have a stamped concrete driveway. Now, it no longer has the seal coating on the driveway because those go away after a year. You know, the car drives over the driveway a few times and, and it's gone. And then, of course, you know, the paint starts to wear away and everything. The staining is actually what they call it. But, okay, it's still a nice stamped driveway. There's no major cracks or anything. And it's got most of the paint. And then when you have the paint slightly worn here or there, you get that nice 
Spanish villa look to it. It's, it's fine. So this person came and told me I need to replace my driveway. And I said, okay, why? And they said, well, because it's weathered and distressed. And I said, weathered and distressed? Thank you so much. Do you know how much those finishes cost at a place like Home Depot or, or an interior design company? And, and th they were like, no, 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 no. I mean, it's bad that it's weathered and distressed. And I was like, well, I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. You know, not, not every finish uh, is, is tasteful to, to everybody. And they're like, no, you need to replace the driveway. And I said, listen, let me ask you a question. What do you think would happen to this driveway if I just came out and pressure cleaned it for 10 minutes? And they're like, well, I mean, it's, it's not going to fix the weathering and the stressing. I'm like, are you sure? Because it's still the, the correct shape that it's supposed to be in, right? It's still got that stamped concrete look. Everything, there's, it's as if it has individual tiles when there really isn't. And they're like, but it's weathered and distressed. I'm like, do you even know what weathered and distressed means? And they're like, well, well, just bad. It means bad. And I'm like, okay, I'll tell you what. Just give me the citation. How much time do I have? Five days? Come back in, in a couple days, and then you tell me if I need to replace the driveway. So I just cleaned it really quick, and they came back, and they're like, they're like, oh, I see you replaced the driveway. Great. Did you get a, a permit for the new driveway and everything? I'm like, yes. I replaced it. I got a permit for it. It all went smoothly. You know, I had to pay uh, your, your permitting department, $600 for the permit and everything, but you know, it, it worked out and they're like, Oh, okay, great. You know, thank you very much. You know, here did you go. Did you also pay the administrative fee? As far as they're concerned? Yes. I paid every single fee, you know, bro, these people shouldn't have this position. This is why I can agree with you. Why I much prefer HOAs. You pay the HOA, they take care of everything. I don't need to know about staying in. I don't need to know about washing the driveway. They take care of everything. I just go in the house and come out the house and it's always uniform and my HOA payment is enough to keep everything looking uniform and beautiful. I think code enforcement needs to up their game. Someone shouldn't come to the door and tell you that. They should go and stain and clean it and charge you the 500 a yes, month. spoken like a true elite. But anyways, yeah, home, uh, homeowners associations... I have a few issues with those, which we'll tackle on, a, on another case. But generally speaking, of course, it is better than code enforcement in the sense that you're volunteering into it. You, you signed the agreement. You knew ahead of time what's going to be happening. Code enforcement, you have no choice. Anywhere you live in, in the country, there's going to be government there telling you what to do. And that's, that's the problem with this. But, you know, there, there are better... Look, and I told you, right? I, I, I am... The supreme advocate. I don't just point out problems, I also give solutions. This is the proper manner in which if you were, if you had to have code enforcement, if like God himself came down and said there must be code enforcement, if you were forced to do it, this would be the proper manner to act as a code enforcement officer and the supervisor and the manager and whoever's in charge of making the, the ordinances for code enforcement. You would go to the home that's in question you wouldn't just leave them a nasty grin. You would attempt to contact the actual owner. Knock on the door, call the phone number, uh, you know, wait until you see them outside, and then you, you'd approach them nicely, and you'd start speaking from at least, you know, 10 feet away so that you're not just sneaking up on the person startling them. And you say, hey, how's it going? And they're like, you know, they're still a little little gun-shy from the, the first experiences with code enforcement before they got the Alfred von Brainland refinished, right? So you say, hey, 
I'm part of the, the new uh, Code of Sisters, and, and we're here to, to help you, and I just wanted to have a, a few moments to go over uh, some of the things that we may be, be able to assist you with. And they're like, you know, they still remember, I think it was Reagan who said the, the, the scariest words were, you know, hi, I'm, I'm from the government, and I'm here to help you, right? So they're, they're still a little wary. And uh, you, you, you go over to them and, and, and you start explaining to them because they're expecting you to hand them a citation. But instead, you start saying like, hey, you know, I, I noticed that, that your, your grass is a little bit tall and your paint is a little bit flaky and uh, your driveway is a little bit dirty. And they're like, yeah, what of it? You know, because they're still defensive over everything that code enforcement has done to them over the years. And it's like, oh, look. I understand your reaction. It's it's okay. Yeah, we, we deserve that from the, the previous uh, era that, that we used to act like that. I'm new here. I, I was never part of that team before, and we don't we do not do that anymore. And he's like, what do you mean you don't do that? Yeah, we, we don't give you citations or anything. We're, we're just here to facilitate the, the betterment of your home. We're, you, you already pay us. We already have your taxes. We're not here to fine you for more taxes and punish you. We're here to use your taxes for your benefit. Oh. That sounds strange. Tell me more. You know, I'm not fully convinced yet, but okay. It's like, okay, well, no problem, you know? So w what I'm going to do is just discuss with you ways that you can make your home look as amazing as you would like it to look. If you like the way it looks right now, it's your private property. You keep it that way. I'm just letting you know that we're here to work for you. So you're allotted this amount of money from us every six months or so, right? So if you want, we can use the, the money to hire someone to mow your lawn, or we can refresh the paint on your house, or we can not only pressure clean, but also seal your driveway so you don't have to worry about it for a year and you can use those money allotments for other things. Where's this money that's allotted to them? Uh, well, from? I already said, it's from your taxes. Because so remember- Are we gonna increase their taxes because the current tax money's already spent? No, 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 remember, we're just gonna reduce some of the corruption and use the tax, because remember, one of the- Well, we're not going to reduce the corruption first off. Listen, 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 this is, this is oh, just- Oh, so this is dreamland. No, no, not dreamland. This is just the alternative that if they weren't corrupt, they would use, right? Okay. So, so that's that's okay, just the way dreamland. it is. Okay. It's, okay, whatever. Brainland, we can call it. So that would be the, the way you go about it, right? Or even if we're not going to pay for it, just bring up the ideas to them nicely. Say, hey, we have a list of companies that we know don't mess around and they have great prices. Look, this company's only going to charge you $20 to mow your lawn. And you can only do it you know, once a month. You don't have to do it every two weeks or anything like that. We just facilitate helping you bring up the neighborhood. And then you know what would help bring up the neighborhood a lot? Hey, permits are now free or $20 because when we charge you permits, we're helping to blight the community. Now, listen, I like the way that you're just randomly, nonchalantly just sitting there taking money away from the government, no permits, and we're going to clean up the corruption and this imaginary world. Do you know how much money they make off citations and permits? Matter of fact, everything that you just said sounds beautiful. Only when I sit back and think of how much they're going to increase the administration fee, seeing that they had to take all this time to talk to you, someone's got to pay for that. It was $200 just for them to actually make the call for you. Can you imagine how much they're going to charge you now that they have to have a conversation with you? No, no, this is nonsense. Here's the thing. Code enforcement as it is right now, they need to step their game up. Right? So they're already giving you the citations the five days and everything. They're cutting the lawn for you. 
and then they're just charging it that or they're putting liens on your house or they're foreclosing and getting you out of there. Something they're on they're at the right step. Because at the end of the day, all you have to do to get rid of them and to not get them there is follow the rules. And these are rules that we knew ages ago. I'm Just, glad I'm glad you said that, right? Because it's true. It's true. If you before. if you're in a hostage situation and you don't want to die, all you have to do is follow what the terrorist is telling you to do. So yes, code enforcement, government, they're, they're all tyrannical terrorist organizations because you shouldn't be able to have your house taken away from you. But you know what? A lot of times people try to fight the terrorists and they die. So uh, yes, following the rules sometimes help. Okay, fine. So we're in agreement. Terrorist organization or whatever. Look, this is how hilarious code enforcement is, okay? They have this thing called the landscaping general. As if it's like a real general's position. It's amazing how whenever you have a body that just tries to keep people in line and keep people following the rule, how they're terrorists. Of course. They just want you to follow the rule and they're terrorists. Because it's, it's their rule. They just want to follow the constitution and they're terrorists. Oh, perfect, perfect. The rule always per show me terrorists. show me where in the constitution it says that they're I'm, going to no, take I'm away your property. I'm just giving examples. Anytime someone tries to follow any rule, they're labeled terrorists and it's it's just not okay. It's something that's done for the collective. This rule Yeah, it just depends who's collective. That's what determines This one is the neighborhood's collective. It's hey, you know what? We've seen that keeping your lawn mode keeping your house from being an eyesore is beneficial for the entire community no it's not at all it's just it just might not be beneficial for you the individual and of course you're but gonna the be individual selfish. is what makes up the community of course and you're going to be selfish because you want your own way but you know what if you were the one keeping your house really nice and you look and you had that neighbor that was a completely terrible human being. Yes, you do need to call a governing body to come over there with the jet, the lawn general, as you call him or whatever. No, no, no. Not at all. What was his name? Not at all. Because you're what the horrible... What was his title? I'll tell you in a second. You're the horrible human being for having called enforcers on your fellow neighbor. Well, what's the name, the title of the Landscaping enforcer? general. Yes, you call the landscaping general the supreme that's not what they do. enforcer that's, of landscaping. That's funny, but that's not what that guy does. No, no, no. So the, the, get him out there. the landscaping general is in charge of determining what trees are acceptable in your neighborhood and what trees may be cut down. So this, I'm glad we went into this because this is hilarious, right? Listen, everybody. If you own your own property and you value owning your own property you don't want it taken away from you by by these these crooks that call themselves code enforcement or your local politicians for crying out loud for your own benefit do not under any circumstances plant trees anywhere on near or around your property they are you, you're when you plant a tree you're literally just putting handcuffs on yourself because look at all the things that happen, right? To plant a tree, you, you don't need any permission. You know why? Because they like it when you plant a tree. Absolutely. Because government loves it when you put handcuffs on yourself and then they can control you more. So you can get into it for the low, low price of like $5 buying you know, a tree at Home Depot or, or free, you know, eating a fruit and having the seed and planting the seed, right? So for the low cost of nothing, you can put handcuffs on yourself. So when that tree grows, now... 
Let's assume in this scenario you like the tree, you want to keep the tree, so you're okay with the tree, it's fine. But it has a branch that is growing in a direction that, you know, may be within 10 feet of the, the sidewalk, you know, from ground up. So you're thinking, well, that's fine. I mean, you know, 10 feet is tall enough. Everybody can walk and, and ride their bike and, and it'd be just fine. But the code might say nothing that can be there for 11 feet. So now you get a citation. You have to remove that branch. And you're like, okay, well, that's not that big of a deal. I'll just remove the branch. Okay, fine. But then it's shading a portion of your lawn and you have trouble growing grass there. Well, now you get a citation for having a bare spot on your lawn. And you're like, oh all right, you know, I'll, I'll just spray paint it green or something, it'll be fine. Okay, you took care of that. Uh, but then, you know, your, your neighbor now is complaining that the, the leaves are, are blowing on, on his side and he would prefer that you got rid of the tree and it's shading out some of his other smaller bushes and they're growing at strange angles. And you're like, oh, I'm just so tired of dealing with this tree. You know what, I'm just gonna get rid of it. So you decide that, hey, this is America. I'm the property owner, I planted the tree, uh, you know, I, everybody seems to, to want to get rid of the tree, I'm just gonna go ahead and get rid of the tree. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna be a man today, I'm gonna use my chainsaw, I'm gonna get rid of this tree. It's like, what, what was that? That didn't sound like a cop car. No, it's the code enforcement sound. And they're there to tell you to, hey, stop chopping down that tree, do you have a permit to chop down that tree? And you're like, wait a second, I need a permit? I, did, did I need a permit to plant it? No, of course not. Okay, yes. but, but I need a permit to chop it down? Absolutely. Yes, yes, you need a permit to chop. Why would I need a permit to chop it down? Well, because we need you to give us money. <laughs> That's like, not at all. We're in a country where you can make life, but you can't just blindly take life. And that's all it is. Yes, so you gave birth to this tree, and the tree is growing. I know that a tree is bothering you. You just want to be able to take the life of the tree. That's not how it works. I, I you love... should have thought about that before you had the tree. You should have thought about that. I actually love that argument a lot, and I would give you credit for it, except that it just doesn't apply in this situation, because I guarantee you court enforcement is not looking at it from a pro-life perspective, okay? So... They're, they're just interested in whether or not you gave them money because you need to ask permission from the crown every time you do something. So it's like, but it's, it's only a small tree and, and you know, it, it, hey, I'll tell you what, code enforcement, it's a weed. I'm just getting rid of a weed. And they're like, no, no, I'm sorry. The trunk is already over six inches exactly. thick. Exactly. It's, it's, it's already there. a fully developed tree. <laughs> We're still so, on this. So you can pay them and get the permit to then go back to your property and move the tree from one location to Ooh. another location. Oh, I'm so glad you said that, but you're getting ahead of me. I, I haven't even gotten to the relocating of the tree yet, yes. But I love your, your whole, you know, pro-life analogy. It's hilarious. Look, so, so yeah, so of course, you, you tried to chop it down. It's a quarter inch thicker than six inches, and they gotcha. They got you with those handcuffs, right? And it's like, it's like, whoa, you know, how much is, is the permit? And they're like, $200. $200? The tree was free? It's not even doing anything. It's just everybody's complaining about the tree, including you. You cited me on the tree earlier. And they're like, yeah, yeah, but we didn't tell you to, to kill the tree. And I'm like, all right, listen. Listen, I'll tell you what. Look, I planned ahead, okay? I read your code. This tree is on your list of nuisance trees, of invasive trees. And I am allowed to chop them down without a permit. What say you now, code enforcement? And they're like, well, 
I'm going to go verify that. And if I find out that it's not true, I'm going to come back here. And you're like, yes, I won. I finally won. Because let me tell you, that's another problem with code enforcement, that the code of ordinances is a disaster. For every single thing that they tell you you can do, you can find other language that tells you you can't do it. Absolutely. And, and vice versa. That. So you always use it against them. So basically, yeah, you can have your rundown house as long as you're willing to go ahead and, and read the code and throw it in their face every single time they come around to your yeah, house. And then they'll correct the code. So I, I do appreciate people bringing that up. Like at the end of this, if code enforcement is listening, maybe we need to trim that list of new centuries. They, they won't. I'll tell you why. Because can't figure out how to write stuff down on a piece of paper. And when they hire a, an attorney to do it for them, the attorney is more than happy to collect the money but they're not going to want to unravel that spaghetti tangle. They're just going to add another line to the bottom of it and hope that that covers them. But if there's another line somewhere else that negates it, we're back to square one again. So, yeah, and then that's the landscape general. And God knows how much money they waste on that guy, you know, just for him to write on a piece of paper, these are the trees that you can have. You know what's more helpful than the landscape general's uh, approval list of trees? FPL's approval list of trees. Because if you contact, for us in Florida, it's going to be FPL. But if you're in an, another state, you contact your local power company, they'll tell you what trees you can plant. Because it's going to be, they're going to tell you, you can have these trees anywhere. You can have these trees under power lines because they only grow so tall. And you can have these trees here, these trees there, you know, whatever. That's 10,000 times better. And you know what? They do it for you for free. And you know what else? They don't enforce it. They trust you as an adult to they do the right thing. They don't trust you as an adult. What they did is they told you that. They were like, yay, FPL told me I could do this. So you do it. And then as soon as you plant a tree, code enforcement comes around because they now own it. Because remember, as you just said, they, they allow FPL, gave you that false sense of security. And because of that, you cuffed yourself. No, no, they don't own it. I mean, you're still, granted, you're, you're planting a tree, you're still cuffing yourself with code enforcement, but not from FPL. It's beautiful. It sounds to me like if you don't want the responsibility that comes with having the tree, you should have some forethought before making the tree. It sounds like very good rules to live by is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, so we're as far as I'm considered with code enforcement, so far you haven't told me anything that I don't like about them. It, well, how about, the that they, the day, how about that they pray on the elderly? You know, what my I have neighbors I'm behind me. I'm not okay me. with that, so okay. I have I have neighbors behind me. It's it's an old woman and her almost as old daughter. So the, each one is elderly, it's just one is more elderly than the other. So, you know, when I was having trouble with code enforcement, I just spoke to them and I said, Hey, are you having trouble with, with, with this person coming around? And they're like, Oh yes, that, that that person is horrible. They they come, they start yelling at us and threatening us, and we don't have money to do all the things that they're telling us to do, and we're in this horrible situation, and and we don't know what, what's happening. We, you know, they they already have us being sent to a magistrate, and I was like, well, what is it that they're telling you need to do? Because I live right next to you, your house is fine as far as I'm concerned, and and they said, well, you know that 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 this tree is. You know, it's like a twig of a tree. It's not going to cause any damage or anything. But they're like, they're like, it's within uh, one or two feet of the house, so you you can't have it there. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll help you out. I'll, I'll get rid of that tree. Was that the only thing? And they're like, no, that's not the only thing. That he's nitpicking this and this and this. And then they showed me the list. It's like it's like a laundry list of things that none of them even matter. And I'm I tried to help them with as many of them as, as I could, but at some point you're just like. Why do they even care about, the, you know, the color of one step on their front porch and, and this, that, and the other? So I just went ahead 
and complained all the way, the way up the, the chain until I got several people fired and at least we got a short reprieve while they had to fill the positions and, and have someone else there. But it, it's to the point where they're just nasty and they're on a power trip and they're just telling people to do stuff just I'm because they o- had a bad day. I'm not okay with them targeting the elder. But this is what they do. However, I mean, there is a price of ownership of a house. Okay, if, if, if the elderly lady can't afford it, then what? She's going to be homeless? I mean, maybe it's time to sell the house and if then, she can't afford to maintain it. I mean, as someone that lives in a community with an HOA, if I get older and I cannot afford the HOA, there will come a time where I've got to go. Yeah. So now that you go, where do you go? Because if you can't afford the HOA, you know, a few hundred dollars a month, how are you going to afford to rent an apartment somewhere? Well, you know, you're going to have to sell the house and... You do have the, it's time to move into a 55 and older community where the house prices are usually a lot cheaper and then more maintenance is done by the community and then you have bingo nights, etc. Well, they charge you also a monthly HOA fee. But at any point in the world, you're at any part of the world, no matter how you look at it, there's a price of ownership. Well, this is how I look at it. They paid that price when they purchased their private property. The same way that you don't want to keep paying taxes on your shoes. But if they can't pay their property taxes, they're still going to lose the house. But that's what you I'm have saying. have to be able to pay for it. But that's what I'm saying, right? So, so you're you, saying be done with property taxes too. Of course. I already argued that point on another case. But that aside, you even if you're paying your taxes, they're not complaining about their taxes. They were complaining about code enforcement coming around and giving them the random tax. Yes, exactly. So if you've already paid your dues, you own the house outright, you, you've been paying your property taxes, and this is what you can afford, because remember, you're elderly, you're on a fixed income. So if that's your situation, and then they come, and then they start telling you that, that your house is not up to their standards, even though the house is perfectly fine for you, and it's not structurally unsound, and, it, and it's not, uh, um, hmm, what, what do they call it when they, when they declare something is unfit to be used as a structure? Well, anyways, so if it's not that, then why are they bothering you? You know, they're coming around, and these people don't even own homes. They don't even own homes in your city that, that they're working as a code enforcement officer for. And so, you know, they have no respect for you. They have no respect for property. They have no idea what's involved in owning a house or maintaining a house, and they're the ones in charge of telling you what to do? No. It's, it's all wrong from top to bottom. I don't, I don't agree with that. Oh, condemned. Me. I think it's condemned. Yeah, it's like if you're host of a... It's unsuitable living condition. Yeah, but, whatever. But yeah, it's... I don't disagree. I don't want to get tied up on that one idea. But like, like a tree? Yeah, let's not get tied up. Yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a cost ownership, right? So at the beginning, we started with property taxes. They came for the property taxes and said, okay. Then they came for federal taxes and we said, okay. And unfortunately, now we want everybody to be able to actually have a good neighborhood and this is this is the price of it there are probably places that doesn't have code enforcement currently but if people keep treating their community like garbage then you will have code enforcement because remember code enforcement came about from people complaining it's not like it uh, magically came out of nowhere i like it i like that you said that from people complaining that their neighbors would not make 
their was destroying their neighborhood, no, the quality of their neighborhood. Not, not exactly. It, it's sort of what you said. Yeah, it came it came around. People were complaining, but it's not just because their grass was tall or anything like that. What they were worried about were, were things that would affect them directly, right? So if if your neighbor is is cooking meth, you're getting those fumes in in your home. Exactly. That's yeah. that's different, right? You because you're specifically damaging the other property. It's the same as me walking over to your house and, and smashing in your door with a sledgehammer and I get arrested for that. Yeah, if, if I'm doing some sort of weird chemical experiment and the fumes are wafting over to your house, it's like I'm actively attacking you, so, so fine. But, uh, but, but no, that, that's not what it's for. And if, if code enforcement were just relegated to that task, then, then yeah, we, we'd all be fine. Now, <laughs> in addition to that, you have I just want to add another thing to the to the whole tree situation, right? You're, you're going to love this one. If you have a tree that is half on your property and half on the property of your neighbor's yard, now you have an interesting situation. You have a red October situation because you both have to turn your key. Otherwise, that tree isn't coming down. So, you know, let's say you're on the side that just gets the bad parts of the tree. You right? You get... The, the wind with all the, the leaves blown on your lawn, so it's killing all of your grass, and you don't get any of the good aspects of the tree. Meanwhile, your neighbor just gets to enjoy the shade and the beauty of the tree, and there's no leaves or anything destroying his, his yard. So you ask your neighbor, hey, <laughs> can we get rid of this tree? You know, it's, it's half on yours, half on mine. And, and they're like, no, I, I love this tree. Are you kidding me? It's been here for, for decades and, and it's great. Look at all the shade it gives me and everything. And then you're like, yeah, but look what it's doing to, to my, my half of, of the, the, the yard. And, and it's like, well, that's, that's your problem, you know? So, and then you ask code enforcement and code enforcement is like, nope, sorry. Both of you have to pay the $200 yes. fee. Exactly. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's another one of those situations. So even code enforcement it's won't help you. No, what you're saying to me, right, there is, there's a 50-50 custody problem, which, again, this is, this is what happens in those situations. Well, luckily, King you know Solomon what? came up with a solution. We didn't tell you, we didn't tell you You can to keep plant your it. half. <laughs> you know, we didn't tell you to plant it, but it's there. And you know what? It's shared custody. That's what happens. Well, what if you weren't the one who planted it? What if it was just a seed that fell and grew? You know, that, that also is how it works in that situation. What happened if it's not your seed? It's still because of the marriage situation to the property. At the end of the day, it's on your property. Ownership falls to you as well. Well, okay, fine. So, so King Solomon said that we should just split it in two and you can keep your half and I can keep my half. Well, I don't think code enforcement is going to allow that. I don't think code enforcement is the smartest King Solomon. Was your favorite advocate arguing on your behalf, or have you discovered a new respect for the opposite view?